time for the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, this is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we here now. This is yes, sir. Black History. Yeah, this is a Black History moment in this bitch. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man, the man, nigga, the myth, the, the legend. Thing, nigga, now, <laughs> that's a Black History moment, nigga. You making history as a black man in this bitch. <laughs> Nigga turned 50. Ali Muhammad is 50 years old. (laughs) This nigga call you a black history moment. Yeah, man. (laughs) Hell yeah. I still consider myself black future. Black future. (laughs) There it go. Nah, nah, nah. And present. That's always good, too. Yo, yeah. Present is definitely the one. Present. You are in the the moment. You are uh, reached the the age of 50 years old, man. Half a (laughs) Half a, you know, no, we gonna talk about Half it. Half a century, nigga. Half this a century, nigga, bro. You putting this the hot sauce on the age. <laughs> I'm saying, nah, man. That's what happens when a... you be fucking with a young nigga and shit, right? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Now, come on, nah, but yeah. fifty, dog. This is big. This yeah, is big. It's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, that's what this. That's what we gonna be talking about today. We ain't really. That's the conversation. <laughs> and I don't know. That's the theme. That's the title. Oh, shit, man. How you feeling, man? Talk to me, man. Congratulations. Well, first of all, happy birthday, man. You know, uh, man, you're, you. you're a good you. friend, great friend, you know, uh, good person to talk to, excellent uh, perspective, <laughs> creative. You know, I don't want to eulogize a nigga, you know what I'm nah, saying? But nah, 50 nah, is different than 49. I'm here, though. I'm here. I'll take yeah, all man. this. You know yeah, saying? dude, you, you know. You 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 know you're one of my you know what I'm saying closest friends man and uh it's been great chopping it up with you weekly you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and and even beyond you know just just kicking it man it's it's uh it's good to see you uh elevate and evolve you know what no I'm saying doubt. and you know uh, manifest and make shit happen you know what I'm saying like you 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 know you've had some we've had conversations on and off the <laughs> mic and you really said yo this is what I'm trying to do. This is a to use your phrase. I'm trying to turn a few corners. I'm trying to turn a corner, right. and you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it should be celebrated. Not that it's your birthday, but it's a great time to uh, to acknowledge all of that. But yeah, man, right. salute to you, brother. You know, man, I appreciate old. that, man. You know what I'm no saying? Doubt. That's the, the you know the, that's the weird part about birthdays. You know what I'm saying? You 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 get some sentimental some sentimental value out of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A lot of times from, from you know, like we talk every week, but you know what I'm saying? It's rare we get to be sentimental and shit. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and so when, you, when, you're dealing, when you're dealing with men, black men especially, and they have mm-hmm. to get sentimental, it, 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 it's funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Niggas be choosing their words carefully. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, brother. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I love you, man. Shit. Right, 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 you know, you right, gotta, right. You got to have a whole lot of, you know, lead up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got to build some momentum and shit and speed through that bitch. Say it aggressively. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Nah. You get a little uncomfortable with it. Like, you right. know, you know, this nigga, you know, he made it to a half a century. Right. Damn, nigga. <laughs> but. Yeah. But nah, nah, I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? I'm enjoying it. Um, again, I, I, 
never been the one to be a big celebrator. I, I said I was going to work on it. I haven't mm-hmm. made much progress in that area. Okay. So this is, you know, the birthdays with social media who announce mm-hmm. your birthdays a lot. And then when, once you do post it, mm-hmm. it, it, it runs it up a little more than just your regular back in the day birthday. Right. So right. you have to live in it, you know, a little bit if mm-hmm. you pay attention to your socials. So, um, Take these flowers. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's that time of the year where you, you know, you get four hundred happy birthdays on your Facebook, and you know right. what I mean. Right. So you know what I like to do is go and try to reply to to most of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it be you know a lot of times it be people. It's some people that you only talk to on your birthday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people that you ain't talked to in years that'll pop up like you know like a couple of people this year just popped up out of you know like damn i ain't talked to that person in years but here we are now the the dialogue is open because you know it's your birthday and they reached out so you know i try to respond back with the you know let's let's chop it up you know what i'm saying we overdue for a chop up you know and that opens always opens up new new scenarios new horizons so i'm appreciative of that you know what i'm saying um you know you you your family my 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 wife and kids, you know, they always do their thing. So, you know, my daughter is extra celebratory. So she mm-hmm. she mad if you ain't keeping up the energy now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't <laughs> did all this decorating. You right. need to keep your energy right. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So she keep you honest with your celebration, you know. So, you know, it, it's it's good, man. It's good. It, it feels good. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you... you, you Walk the the lonely grind most days, you know. It's mm-hmm. good to to feel that love. That's what's up, man. How did your daughter celebrate you? What she do? Well, we 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 just about to get started after the pod, okay. uh, you know, because gotcha. everybody had work in school. Got uh, it, got it. Yeah, woke up, you know, they decorated the the living room, uh-huh. with, you know, with the fifty celebration. Looked like the club in there a little bit, uh-huh. like uh-huh. the picture booth from the club. Okay, so. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it's just a lot of thoughtful gifts. You know what I mean? A lot of thoughtful gifts. So that's good. That's, that's what's, that was what's up, man. You know? It's the thought that counts. You know? No, nah, uh, no doubt. It's, and the older you get, the more you, you really appreciate that shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And nah, back, back, back in the day, you get some socks. We like, oh, shit. Motherfucking mm-hmm. socks. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, today, they, they bought a, a bag of different kinds of snacks, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just, just thoughtful, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you be in here working and then I'm a grazer, as, as a, you know what I'm saying? As mm-hmm. they would say, you know, I'd like to graze the refrigerator or the cabinets and raid it for snacks because I don't really think about food till I'm hungry, right. you know what I mean? So, so, you know, just to have snacks there was, you know, that's a very thoughtful gift that, you know, you appreciate when you, when you get half a century old. Because right. <laughs> it'd be like, damn, do I need to take a trip to the bodega? But I got a meeting all along. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got hand. Yeah. <laughs> What's your snacks of choice if you had to put together a good five pack that you um, always need to have on deck? Trader Joe trail mix. Okay. With the cr- cranberry, almonds, and uh, uh-huh. cashews. That's my favorite shit. Uh, mm. You know, fruit, oranges. You know, I'm from Florida. Uh, okay. Three, peanut butter. 
and crackers. So, together or you like to do it yourself? No, to get together. Okay, I like to, okay. No, the I like to do it myself. I like to do it myself, not the not the okay. kind that's already made. I like to okay. do my own. You okay. know what I'm saying? And then you know, if you want to put a bonus snack in there, is uh-huh. I said like a five pack, so you got two left. Two left, so you know what I'm saying. Vanilla ice cream to go with the peanut butter. I like to do that kind of shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I like to have my own little setup where I put the peanut butter and the and the ice cream together, like real peanut butter, good ice wow. cream. How'd you discover that? That's interesting. I never even thought about that one. Um, you know how I forget where I forget where it was but you know them places where you could make up your own little ice cream thing right put you mm-hmm. maybe i don't know if it was cheesecake factory or one of them places like that where they had mm-hmm. a, a, a ice cream bar and you could put different shit on it and then um okay. you know they, they always have the motherfucking um uh butterfinger or you know what I'm saying something peanut butter like reese's crunched up right. reese's and i just right. i like peanut butter and i just like the i like the blend of you know what I'm saying? That sweet and that savory. Got so, it. Got it. Then peanut butter, peanut butter milkshakes uh, from uh, Shake Shack. I don't think they do them no more, but they used to have a peanut butter milkshake at Shake Shack. That was bomb. That's banging. So, That's crazy yeah. that you said peanut butter because I told you last week I went to that, um, you know, the Corona Lemon Ice spot out there in Queens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the flavor I got was peanut butter. Oh. Like the peanut butter icy. Peanut was butter icy? Yeah, that, that's why I didn't say it last week because it sounds very weird. When I heard it, I, I was it was suggested. I was like, let me check that out. That shit is kind of fire, especially if you're somebody that like peanut butter. And it's uh-huh. not overwhelming in either way. Like it retains the integrity mm-hmm. of both. Like the peanut butter is there, but then mm-hmm. the icy situation is there too. It's worth mm-hmm. checking out. Yeah, you should check oh, that no, out. No, no, that's yeah, what's yeah, up. Yeah. So what's the last one? Out. What's the last snack you got? What's the last snack of choice? Uh, Chips, <laughs> chips. No particular, uh, just any type or any any kind of do. If but you my can. favorite from childhood, you know what I'm saying. And now they have them in the the basic like the kettle chips and shit like that. Right. Uh, uh sour cream, the sour okay. cream and, and onion type of shit. Okay. Like. That used to be my shit. Sour cream and onion chips with a motherfucking um, Sprite. Yeah. Oh, have mercy. Then, then I had a, um, what was the other sour cream and cheese ruffles? And right, Dr. Right, Pepper right. was a, a thing for probably a summer or two. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, I guess I, I don't, I don't know if I did a, a, a total uh, recall of, of the, the snacks, but those are, some that jump out. Those are the joints. Okay. Yeah, those are some that jump out. I know everybody like that's some bullshit. Nah, nah, nigga. Kind of snacks. These niggas talking about snacks. We need to have some pork rinds, Doritos, nigga. The fuck. Well, I would, I would hate for you to have the pork rinds on your list as a Muslim, but you know if that's what you want to go with, I ain't gonna say no doubt. No, I'm just bullshit. I know my heart. Somebody, somebody say. Some somebody had a um, it was some, uh, some vegetarian or vegan pork rinds. Yeah, <laughs> I seen those. I seen was, those. That was that you talking about? Or somebody was talking about that shit. Like that no, I've seen them. Shit. I haven't had them. I don't. I'm not a. Yeah, I'm not into this whole 
I remember I had a little uh, back and forth argument with my niece. She's been a vegan for damn near 10 years now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And she's committed to it, you know. But uh, she was like, yeah, I'm going to get a vegan burger. Something like that. Like, I like a vegan burger or whatever. And then we just got it. It's just one of these situations where I was like, I said, it, they need to call that something else. Because, like, you know, like the the like the little chick- cheese steaks, you know what I mean? Like, vegans like to take the, the, the like the vowels out of the shit to mm-hmm. create some type of little delineation between a chicken cheese steak and a regular cheese steak or whatever. And my mm-hmm. thing is, you're still leveraging the IP of the hamburger. You know what I mean? Like, your whole shit mm-hmm. was to go be a vegan. Like, do the whole thing, the satay or the tofu or whatever, the the little black bean mash that they do. You know what I mean? Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. They still, you know, they're still seeing things like, you know, vegan pork rinds or vegan cheeseburgers or vegan, you know. And, I, I mean, I'm just, it's being petty, but it's just like, if I work in the, you know, in the beef space or in mm-hmm. the meat space that's under attack, it seems, it's taking a mm-hmm. lot of hits, I'd feel away if the same people that's trying to take me under is leveraging my motherfucking IP. Nigga, y'all can't but, be burgers and not and not come under fire. Y'all gotta right. y'all gotta create your own shit. I created this. That's the whole thing you standing on. That's the right. context that you bringing it to. But anyway, I'm getting a little too. But but nah, the, the beef people are fighting back like that. That's why they're changing the names to of these things. Oh, okay, good to hear. Yeah, they they hear. yeah the the you know the beef industry you know the beef industry the meat industry. Right. They powerful. They, you know what I'm saying? They they hold weight and they gonna fight. Remember they they remember they was um they they came for Oprah. Oh, uh, when she took out all of the meat, talk about this is what I lost or something like that. And she came out yeah, with the wheelbarrow. Something like that. She was yeah. she was supporting one of them um vegan burgers or something like that. And they they forced them to change the name. Mm. I don't remember all the specifics of the shit, but you know, right. that's some shit that, you know, I some, remember. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, you know, shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad yeah, at it. They, you know, shit. Damn, you can't do that. You can't do that. But anyway, enough about all of that shit, man. 50. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep saying I'm going to try to stop saying it. You know, but nah, like, man, do it's, thing, it's man. 50, do dog. Thing. It is what it is. Nah, it's interesting because I was, um, you know, 50's different. We talked about that a little bit, but, um, you know, I was watching this. Uh, this interview uh, is a podcast called My Expert Opinion. Math Hoffa, battle rapper, him, a few other people, Mr. Mac. They, they, they're like in a barbershop, and they, they bring on a guest and interview him. So one of the, the most recent one, they had Q-Tip on there. Mm-hmm. And um, Q-Tip, you know, who rarely does interviews. It was good. It was like two and a half hours, you know, all over the place or whatever. But one of the points that he made in the, in the interview was uh, he said he was on the phone with Andre and Lauren, and they mm-hmm. were talking, and uh, I think Lauren said to him, or vice versa, I think Lauren said to him, said, it's imperative for us to still make music, you know what I mean? Because just how we inspired people when we were, you know, in our 20s, you know, mm-hmm. that are now in their 20s or whatever, or maybe in their 30s or whatever, we need to let them know what it is to be fly at 50. 
You know what I mean? We need to set the table. He said, Q-Tip said, Tyler came up to him and said, yo, I need you to make a, a record so I know how to be fly at 50. Right? So there's that. Mm-hmm. That's that, you know, that turn of phrase. Then I, have, I just started cra- I just started reading this, but the uh, there's a new Will Smith interview in GQ. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he got a book coming out or whatever. And, you know, it's supposed to be very, um, I guess, revealing. You know what I mean? More so than, you know, Will's always kind of been like, politically candid in the way of like a politician. You know what I'm saying? He's going to give you enough to, you know what I'm saying? But over the last few years he's been evolving, but he, he, he says that, uh, what really made him get into that is when he entered his fuck it fifties. So <laughs> I'm curious. I know you just stepped in the door. You know what I mean? You just thumb it through your orientation packet. But <laughs> in my AARP you know, kit. Right, right, right. Well, you know, uh, I don't think you get that just yet. But you know, you in the fifty, you in the fifty group now. You know what I'm saying? Just stepped out of your your forties. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously brand new. But mm-hmm. after your forties, coming into your fifties, what have you learned? What have you uh, experienced? Uh, has anything? You know, what What are you looking forward to? You know what I'm saying? Like, what has changed that you could speak to in this moment? Man, um, shit. I woke up this morning and it was pretty much the same. But, um, you know, over time, it's, it's not, you know, one day that makes change, right? So over time, as you grow closer to these particular um, benchmarks in time, um, you know, you start looking at things a little differently as you do at each stage, you know. Um, it's a whole lot that has changed for me, but, you know, if I'm pulling out some, you know, when you're looking at life, right, <clears throat> a lot about about life, you know, people want to actually possess things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, this is my thing, this is my my car, my house, this is my my stuff, this is my person, you know what I'm saying? I'm holding on to these things. And the older you get, you start to realize that you don't need to possess everything. You know what I mean? Everything isn't about possessing, possession. Like growing up, you know, love is about possession. This is my person, you know what I'm saying? You're mine. You know what I mean? And protecting that and, and, and your whole philosophy is is based on that. But as you get older, it's less about possession and more about, okay, you, this is an evolved spirit. This is a, a human. You know what I'm saying? And you can't possess a human. You know what I'm saying? You can enjoy. You can experience. You can, you know, can you can travel along this time continue continuum with this person. And it, it it lets you ease up. That's why, like, when you see old people and they they be chilling in their own space, they ain't really giving a fuck, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your granddaddy be out there cutting the grass, doing the garden and shit. Grandma be in there doing whatever what she doing. She ain't tripping where he at over there, you know what I'm saying? Because it starts to ease up and your, 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 your philosophy start to change about, you know, time, space, and possession and, and, and you know, how you want to try to control these things. The older you get, you learn that you can't control a lot of these things. You can participate, you can exert your will, 
but you can't control that shit. None of that shit. You can't control the time. You can't control when it's your time. None of that. So your best thing is to right, start enjoying this shit or, you know what I mean, at least, you know, putting yourself in, in a place where you're adding things you enjoy to your life more and more than you're adding things that you don't. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's real. Yeah, I mean, if you got any specific parts of life you want to tap into, I'm sure I got some learned experience and whatever you throw at me. Uh, I mean, I don't really have anything uh, <laughs> specific. I was hoping you would keep it a little bit. No, 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 no. I, gotta, like, you I know, know, I know you some want topics me to grasp, and shit. Nah, nah, nah. You grab uh, out of the whole universe of, of age and time uh, and pull right. things out. That's a little more difficult. I but. could dig it. Nah, I, I, I appreciate the the uh, the point about possession. I see what you're saying as far as possession or even just control, you know, mm-hmm. realizing that, you know, you don't really... You don't control, you don't run much of this outside of yourself. You right. know what I'm saying? And um, right. and having a, a ease or comfort with that, I'm sure that, you know, there's a process mm-hmm. to that, you know? Right. Um, that's a good thing. What do you feel about, um, you know, Bev is famous for saying it gets greater later, mm-hmm. right? Um. Uh, what do you feel about, like, what do you feel it is on the horizon? You know what I mean? Like, what are you looking forward to? How does uh, your perspective change with, you know, X amount of years of experience, of life mm-hmm. experience that can inform how you move going forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what's your, well, what's your approach I, I, to life in a way? I, I'm going to expect and dream and chase and all that shit and follow through on shit until they right. throw me in the ground or whatever or until I uh, can't do it no more because yeah. I've always done that you know what I mean but it's like on the front end of life you know what I'm saying the 20s and shit like that I pretty much put a lot of that time into making sure you know family was good you know what I'm saying making sure that you was doing everything you can to make sure that was whole right um didn't necessarily just say, fuck it, I'm just going to grind, make all this shit happen, and then, you know, come back with the bag because a lot of times you're not building any, you know, consistency. You're not, you know what I mean? It's like you you kind of leave that garden to kind of wilt while you're chasing something else, right? So mm-hmm. I front-loaded that part. But to me, sometimes it feels like you you – you slow down the process of getting to what you're trying to get accomplished in in your your dreams or in your your ideas, and so now as time is you know going on and you know the kids are getting older and growner and more self sufficient, now you can invest more time into the things you're trying to do, and I I fully expect to accomplish a lot of the things that I'm trying to do. Not all of them because you come up with new shit every day, but, you know, you want to be on your path. When they when you, when I drop, I'm going to be on my path doing that shit. So um, at this point, all of the years of slowly planting seeds here and planting seeds there and doing this and having this experience and, and being, um, you know, involved with just chasing and helping other people chase. 
you learn a lot of things along the way. You learn where a lot of the traps at. You, your connections are strong. The people you started with are strong. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of them, they went straight to it and ran straight at it and got to it. So they now they're in these positions. And even though you're not in those positions, you it, it also it looks like the garden is growing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, shit. Okay, boom. That's over there. That's over there. I got my man over there. I got this over there. I done, that person right there worked with me when they was, you know what I'm saying, 17, 18 years old. Now they in position. So now you're starting to see this fully formed garden starting to happen, which makes accomplishing things a little easier. And, you know, the distance between the idea and execution becomes shorter in time because you got things in position already. And so where I'm at now is seeing that, okay, I've, I've made it to a certain space and I, you know what I'm saying? I recently bust a new move that to me connects a lot of these dots and can bring my garden into full bloom if executed correctly. And so that's that right there. It's like, ah, this why I took the time that it took. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't lose anything by investing in the house because still over that time you were building and planting and and you might have seemed like you fell behind, but now two moves, three moves, you gonna be up. You're going to catch right back up. You know what I'm saying? And then you'll, mm-hmm. st- you'll be in position to put yourself where you wanted to be. So right now I'm feeling like, hey, this is the fruit of the labor. This is harvest time from all those seeds you've been sowing. You know what I'm saying? My harvest didn't come every year or every three years or whatever. It might have took 15 for the harvest to come. But it's here now. All right, what you gonna do and how you gonna complete it? You know, it, uh, you, it's it's you have too much experience to back away from it and be afraid of it because it's like nigga, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know the other side, you know the side of 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 not having or right. not or not being complete. You know, coming out to your garden and and that shit has got weeds in it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I was talking to my sister the other day. And uh, in her words, she wasn't even talking about herself, but she was. She said something about a sermonette, <laughs> and mm-hmm. she she gave me a little sermonette, a little short sermon on, you know, the farmer who had a wheat crop, and his enemies came and planted weed weeds within his crops, and you know the the thing was, damn, if I pull the weeds out, then I'm gonna be pulling out my crops with it, so. I'm going to have to let this grow with the weeds in it. And then when it's time to harvest, I can separate the wheat from the weeds fully harvested. So to me, that was an important little uh, conversation because a lot of times you think, all right, I've done all these things and it, it don't match up. And then I got a lot of shit, a lot of hot sauce in the game that, you know, from mistakes that I've made along the way, you know what I'm saying? And, <clears throat> And you, you want to separate yourself from it, but it don't seem like you could ever separate yourself from it. But if you keep riding along, even with that, you know what I'm saying, dragging you down a little bit, but you keep going and you keep going until it's time for the harvest, 
then you could make your play and separate yourself from a lot of those weeds. So I was like, damn, that's that's like where I'm at. It's like time to separate the weeds from the wheat. And mm-hmm. that's some mm-hmm. that's you know, that's from a Bible verse. I'm not sure which one, but the Christians could tell you. Mm. Yeah, somebody say something in the comments. <laughs> not, nah, it's deep. That's deep. Um <laughs> That's, yeah, I you know appreciate that. Yeah, so that, no, that's, that's one thing that you learn that uh, it ain't got to be perfect. You know what I mean? Right, so right, right. It, like, yeah, you're going to have mistakes. Yeah, you're going to have knots on your head from bumping it. You know what I mean? Right. But in the end, if you keep on going and don't quit, you know what I mean, them knots could go down, or you could pay to have them shits removed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You know that's what I'm saying? Funny. Yeah. So... That's that's where it's at. That's what's up. That's good shit. That's good <laughs> shit, man. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, in the man. world, you know, I'm saying the fabulous fifty show. <laughs> the fabulous fifty. Nah, this is fifty. Nah, no man. That shit is that shit is dope. It's really good. Um, I don't even know. I don't have a whole bunch of other questions <laughs> prepared to add. This is we just kind of we just having a right. conversation. Yeah, no, no, no but, doubt. Uh, but I would yeah. say this. I would say this. Though. You know, in the end, if you you get to fifty, mm-hmm. and I've been I've been me for quite some time, and right. I, you know I was very unwilling to uh, to assimilate to certain things. You know what I mean? I, I, Very unwilling I or willing? Unwilling. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, just, like you know, I, you know, most people be like, man, just you know, do this and do that and go get into the system and you'll be good. Then you could come back out and do your thing. You know what I'm right. saying? But I, that didn't feel right to me. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I felt like as long as I was doing what it is I saw in my vision, then... You know, I will be fine. I always had mm-hmm. the philosophy, you know what I'm saying? You do, if you do what you do and you do it well, you can, you know what I'm saying? Somebody going to pay you to do it. And mm-hmm. so I lived off that. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if I, you know, that's, it's, it's, you know, it might be crazy because I was 19 years old when I came up with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm living off of 19-year-old philosophy. But most of the things that that I, you know, I hold true, I made up during that era, you know what I mean? And and a lot of people always ask the question, like, what would you, what if you had, if your younger self had a chance to ask your older self a question, what would your older self tell your younger self? And mm-hmm. for me, personally, I was like, that ain't even the right premise, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, I always want to go ask my younger self <laughs> for advice because that's when he was coming up with shit fearlessly. You didn't have life in the way. You know what I'm saying? Right. You just coming up with concepts and, 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 you know, ideas that were, are going to be, you know, paving the steps for your life. So mm-hmm. sometimes you get older and life hits you upside the head and you got outside influences and you got, you know, people that look, for you to provide and 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 have things in place and you kind of lose sight of why you even here like how how do I even get here you know what I'm saying 
what am I even doing this shit for? You lose sight of that shit. But then sometimes you had to go tap back in to your younger self when you came up with a lot of this shit. Like, how did I even begin this path? You know, right. you got to go talk to your 1992 self or, you know what I'm saying, or your, you know, your 89 self. And, mm-hmm. and then you start to understand how you are the way you are and why you are the way you are. And, and if you, you keep on moving down and as you get older and shit started to come together a little smoother, you start to realize, damn, that's why I had to stay the course. That's why I had to preserve the ideas that came to me then because now I see that that's what made me who I am. That's what made me different than the rest of the pack. That's why, you know, I can position myself in a way that other people may not be able to position themselves. That's why I can attain the type of relationships that I have because this me, you know what I'm saying? This not some carbon copy of, of somebody else that has made it already. This is an original of one-on-one, you know what I mean? And right. it might take longer, you know what I'm saying? But once you get there, you ain't got to worry about, damn, I sold myself out. I don't, I don't even want to be here. I got all this stuff and, uh, and I'm still not fulfilled or happy or whatever. Because every step of the way, no matter how fucked up I was, I was happy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. People like, you know what I'm saying? You'd be on Twitter back in the day when I was on Twitter strong and people would be like, you know, you always don't want this positive stuff. Life ain't always positive. It ain't always happy. You know what I'm saying? It ain't always good. And I was like, you know, I don't say this stuff because life is good. I say this shit because I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And mm-hmm. if I'm good, then shit, I ain't worried about how fucked up life is. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm present in myself and I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? All these problems that's around me is shit I made, and I know I made them. You know what I mean? So if I can make them with the things that I had and the thoughts that I had, I can fix them with the thoughts that I have and the and the right. things that I have. And it's like it's like the MacGyver theory. Everything I need, I already got. Mm-hmm. So let me start to figure the fuck out what the fuck I need to put these pieces together to fix the problem that I made. And when you when you in tune with yourself like that, and you true to your ideas and your, and your and your um your whole your baseline, then shit, you can figure that shit out. You ain't got to be tripping off of oh lord, you know? Because once you realize all this shit you made, then you get to work to fix that shit, and it feel good when you fix it. Mm. Feel real good actually. That's what's up. That sounds good. You know what? And to that point, I mean, like, um, I've been thinking about this last, definitely this past week, I had a conversation with somebody, and they were, you know, we was talking about, you know, this idea of transformation, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's often sold to people, you know, read this book, it'll change your life, or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, uh, eat this to the change your life or, you know what I'm saying? This is the, this is a philosophy I adopted and mm-hmm. my life changed. I'm so different than I was before. And there's such a, a lore of this, you know, changed person, you know, mm-hmm. like that personally, there's been times you could get, I could get caught up in that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like even from, 
a kid, you're looking at just various books or whatever, magazines, this be this kind of person or self-help books or whatever. And as of late, it's really hit me. And to that point of what you said about, you know, looking within, trusting, you know, if you if you set your course at 19 and you you had the the you know the credos and 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 philosophies that you live by that were pretty much cemented at that point that that kind of you had to trust that shit right mm-hmm. um it's true you know like it, it's so much so like you got to you got to be yourself in spite of all of the other shit like you can evolve you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm not saying stay stagnant, but I think, you know, what you just said and what you said about the control thing, you know, I've just been peeping that. Just, like, the more comfortable you are in who you are, shortcomings, things that you're uh, proud of, all of that type of shit, uh, the better you'll be because at least, you know what I mean, you know where you stand and then you move you move with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say in spite of that. That might not be the best choice. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, do it, shit. Do it in that whatever. If, you, if you're if nervous about some shit, do that shit nervous. Don't mm-hmm. wait till you're not nervous. Don't <laughs> wait till you, you know what I'm saying, fully formed, super, con- you know what I mean? Like, right. do that shit in that moment. If it If it works, then it works, and then that'll inform your next move. You'd be like, you know what? To the outside world, they didn't even know where I was at when I made that move, but I know where I was at and I made that move, and I'm going to make a move again because I have the confidence of knowing that even in that state, the fact that I actually just moved uh-huh. made something happen. And if I lose in that moment, at least, okay, I made the move. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I got some some information by the loss. Okay, now if I do this again, this is what I would change. You know what right. I'm saying? As opposed so change your approach maybe, but don't change who you are. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because then if you you changing who you are to some idealized version of who you want to be, that mm-hmm. shit is one, it's fantastical and it's vague as fuck. Right. So now you basically chasing down a mirage. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just being who you are, being right. fully formed, you know what I mean? But um, you know, yeah, that's that's something and, and, I was paying attention to. Yeah, and, and you know, and it's not always easy to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I haven't always seen it because, truthfully, what happens is sometimes you end up in a situation and you might get distracted, or you might, you know, get to a point where you. You see something over here that may vaguely fit what you're trying to do. And right. you're like, oh, maybe that'll, that'll take me there. And maybe that route right there will take. And then you take right. that route and it's not the route. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it might be on somebody else's route. Even though it's something that you'd love to do or something that's in your wheelhouse, it might not be the right route. And then now you're off course, but you got to find your way back. You know what I'm saying? And that might take years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, I'm saying all this shit based off of me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing about my baseline is in the beginning, in the beginning, I was like, how do I want to be seen in the end? You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of working backwards a little bit. You know what I'm saying? From, 
okay, if I want to be, then I need to move like this, or I need to, I need to have this kind of thing. I need to make this kind of money. I need to, you know what I mean? All these different things that from the point where you see yourself, your vision for yourself. And, mm-hmm. and, and when you, to your question of like, when you talk about baby said it gets greater later and what you look forward to, the thing about it is I haven't, I haven't reached the point from where I started to see, you know what I mean? So mm. I started to see myself as a granddaddy, you know what I'm saying? An old dude, you know what I'm saying? With grandkids that fuck with you, you know? I ain't want to be one of them granddads that nobody don't fuck with you, don't come visit you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't got to go to granddaddy house, oh, Lord. Mm. Which means, you know what I'm saying, you got to keep your house up to date. It can't be, you know what I mean? <laughs> can't be funky. Yeah, yeah it can't yeah. be the old man house dark, you right. know what I mean? And, right. you know, right. all that type of shit. So you, it's certain things, you're like, okay, if that's going to happen, I need to move like this and I need to get things like that. But, again... I haven't made it to granddaddy status yet. So it's still like, okay, even at baseline, I still got something to grow towards. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I still got moves to make to set that up right, right? You know what I'm saying? I I, I always wanted to, to do it in a way where all that shit worked and people had held you in high regard, you know, across the board. So um, you you start working from that. And then, you know, when, when I started... uh. When I when I started working closely with Quincy Jones and shit, he was like the template for that shit. You know what I'm saying? He was already an OG. You know what I'm saying? People come fuck with him. You know what I mean? You know, he come by the house. He had the OG house. Everybody, you know, where you could be received. You know what I'm saying? And, and then, you know, one of the things he told me was like, you know, and I said this on here before, was he's like, don't rush. This is like when I first started, you know, like, in the beginning when he was just getting to know me kind of like uh so what you think that uh, what you want to do blah 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 and you start talking and then you know you had that youth youthful ambition and he's like well mm-hmm. you know you don't you don't have to rush you don't have to rush it he's right. like I, I ain't make real money till I was 50 when I made thriller right. and just that right. seed of a motherfucker yeah. making the biggest record of all times when he was 50 right changed my perspective, it fit within my outlook. You know what I'm saying? It was a seed that sat there that's, that's growing. So, you know, this year I'm looking for my thriller. You know what I'm saying? Like shit. Mm-hmm. So you still, you still swinging for the fences. You ain't like, okay, let me just go ahead and do this little thing over here. You still swinging. Cause you know that 50 don't put you in the grave and make you right. irrelevant in culture. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times people, you get old, you ain't, the culture is supposed to be always young, but even when we was growing up, there was people in the culture that was, that was, you know what I'm saying? Not young. You know what I mean? They was right, right there and they not young and they was running shit or controlling shit or, you know what I'm saying? They was a part of the, the ecosystem of the culture. So a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So you knew it was a place, you know what I'm saying? Right. You knew it was a place for you. You know, I, if, we gonna do this, then I'm gonna do it like this. And then each stage of the way, as you grow, you're like, all right, then I adjust. Now nah, we'll be over here then, you know? Right. Like you go to the Grammy party and Clive Davis is up in there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Might have his oxygen, uh-huh. oxygen machine with him, but shit. You know what I'm saying? He in that bitch. He yeah. in that bitch yeah. receiving his roses, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so it's a place. If you stay relevant, that's what my pops always say. He was like, shit, I, as long as I'm relevant, I ain't never old. 
So be relevant. And the way to be relevant is to execute on the ideas that's in your mind, that's fresh, that goes into the world and that people receive no matter what. If you, you know what I mean? No matter what. It's not a quest to be young, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a quest to to be uh, active, an uh, active participant in, right. in getting the ideas out of your head and into the world, the active participant in creating. And that's... That's, you know what I'm saying, what keeps you relevant. You know what I'm saying? Somebody was, you know, a lot of people didn't know. It's a lot of people that you meet along the way, especially like younger people, that don't know where to place you in the age spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he, he cool. He's he out there with us. He's doing, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they roundabout try to put you in, a, in some type of age bracket, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when you say 50, they, you know what I'm saying? When I said 50 today, that's like the first time I announced <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying right. And it was kind of like 50 Nigga mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying <laughs> You know what I'm saying so, You yeah. know it's kind of worrying Because it's like Is niggas gonna be like Not fucking with you no more <laughs> You know what I mean Like oh this nigga yeah. A senior citizen nigga. <laughs> Right 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 <laughs> Let me lose this motherfucker's number Yeah, yeah. Wow. But it's like nigga I ain't know It's like yeah man It's the It's the The dreams That you know Keep Keep up the illusion Of you right. You know what I mean but it's not me trying to be youthful at all. Cause right. that ain't, I don't even subscribe to, to man made time. But that's a whole nother thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> Some Patreon but, shit. We don't even got Patreon. <laughs> like, nah, premium content. No, nah, I ain't on no flat earth shit or no shit like that. But it's just Kyrie like, ass. But, uh-huh. but if, if, if this shit just goes on and on and on again to the infinity, and it has right. been going on before. You know what I'm saying? It was be going yeah. on before the earth was here. Like, so what the what is time? For real? It's yeah. it's it's almost not it's important. Construct. Yeah, it's a construct. It's important for having to pay some bills and, you know, keeping your shit on time, but it's not important in, in the grand scheme of things. We here humans are here for a very short amount of time in the grand scheme of things. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you if you if, even if you generously get a hundred. Like, nigga, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The dinosaurs is like, shh, nigga, I wish I had another hundred. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a short amount of time. So, yeah. this is whatever, yeah. man. You hear, you hear, you know what I'm saying? They If if they say you can pass trauma through DNA, right? you know what I'm saying? That's what they, they put out there. You know, trauma can be passed through DNA and, you know, black people's past traumas is still... In their DNA That means all the other shit can be passed in your DNA You know what I'm saying They they, know disease and all that shit But also dreams Ambitions you know what I'm saying All that shit could be passed in your DNA But if you don't never hear that You don't never think to turn that shit on You know what I'm saying Mm. But see me I be trying to turn it on I be like well shit if If it's in there somewhere I need some of this ancient wisdom To come through you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, hit right. me with some shit that, because I know how many motherfuckers it took to make me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you were here, it ain't like your path just started. You know what I'm saying? When you was born. You know what I'm saying? Every human got a whole host of motherfucking ancestors that it took to build them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Good, bad, you know what I'm saying? Ugly. But at the same time, 
is wisdom that comes along with each strand of that DNA that possibly we should be able to tap into some kind of way, you know? And it might, you know, again, it might not be something you could hold on and be like, yes, this is what I got from my ancestors from, you know what I'm saying, 22 BC. But it's in your spirit. You can feel it. You know what I'm saying? You move with that spirit. And the closer you get to that type of understanding, which for me is recent, that type of understanding, you know what I'm saying, the freer you feel from being um, locked out, you know what I'm saying, or the fear of failure or the fear that, you know what I'm saying, your life is going to fall flat, have no meaning, you know what I mean? Because it has meaning. Uh, Energy don't die, you know what I'm saying? I don't know where it goes, but it don't die. If we could extract energy from the sun, which is millions of miles away, you know what I'm saying, the little energy that you're putting out can be extracted by something somewhere. So if you keep your energy and you keep moving, you know what I'm saying, it don't matter when. It just matters if you continue to do. Shit, you cooking, bro? I like that <laughs> shit. That's not that's good shit. I was I was letting you ride it out. You was going in. You was killing them since yo. Listen, if you could pass trauma through your DNA, then that means you could pass other shit. I was like, okay, I'm with this, and I felt all of that shit. It's it's real talk. That's why I talk about the perspective is a motherfucker. Like it's just it's just shifting the way you look at shit. Now, uh, now nah, that shit. I was like, yeah, let this cat go. Um, how many years you need to be dead before you're an ancestor? That. You <laughs> the only reason I, I say I, that I, is because you don't. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. You say that because of what? Well, uh, answer the question, and I, I, I'll, I'll say what I'm going to say. Go ahead. I mean, once you once you gone, you you have entered okay. the, the the realm. I think. Got it. See, the thing is. You are working on your ancestry. If if what I said, if I go by what I said about uh, things could be passed through your DNA, right? Mm-hmm. That means the things that I passed to my kids was happening when I was, you know, before they came along. So I'm no longer right. passing shit to my kids except for experiences. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The current stuff. I can't pass the past stuff no more to my kids. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. That means you have been working on your ancestry ever since you've been here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Now, now you're no longer creating new experiences after you, you know, you're not creating new experiences here on this plane mm-hmm. after you die. So mm-hmm. I I say you start working on your ancestry shit as soon as you, you know what I'm saying, as soon as you touch down. It's, okay. you know, that's just, you know, I haven't thought this through. You, you know what I'm saying? It's just off the top of the dome. But that if if I'm looking at it from that way, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what I I think. I get it. I'm with it. I hear that. I hear that. And I was I was just being, you know, I was joking a little bit, but <laughs> no, I had just know, been peeping. I know, but you know, it was an interesting yeah. question. No, well, thank you. Because I, I noticed that, uh you know, similar, like, there's a lot of words that get thrown around a lot. And I was watching, I was on Instagram. Somebody was saying, of talking about a video. And it was like, you know, I was speaking to my ancestors. Mm-hmm. And they was talking about like their aunt that had died like the year prior. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, 
I guess I was limited in in the uh, my thought of answer. It's kind of like vintage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like certain shit, it takes a while before it's vintage, before it's antique or whatever. But to your point, mm-hmm. you know, you working on your ancestry, your ancestry as soon as you you're in this motherfucker, and then you mm-hmm. affecting whoever you affect. You know, um, one of to the, that no, for, point. What? Well, go ahead. Oh, good. No, go to ahead. that point. What? No, 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 no. I got another run. All but right. go ahead. What were you All gonna right. say? So for me, it's like. Boom. Now this adds up with, with what I'm about to say. What I said before kind of is going to add up with what I'm about to say. So mm-hmm. when I was a kid, you know what I'm saying, and, and my mom left, right? So mm-hmm. I stayed with my pops most of my life. And my mom was, uh, you know, quote, unquote, getting us getting us stuff together. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. grown people say when they, when they about to dip out and try to figure some shit out. And right. without the realization that, you know, it takes time to figure shit out. And, you know, the more you away, the more, you know what I'm saying, you lose that type of contact. So, you know, and long distance was expensive, so you're not calling back and forth and no shit like that. So a lot of times I felt like, you know, maybe if I could talk to my mother through, you know, I guess my mind or my spirit, I don't know. I didn't have no words right. for it, but, you know, you just think it through. Like, all right, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, mom, what, 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 boom, boom, what, what about, you know what I'm saying, what about this, blah, blah. And then you'll, you'll hear something in your mind that feel like an answer. Okay, that's cool. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you leave it at that, right? And mm-hmm. then, you, you know, eight, nine months later when you go up there for the summer, you know, an interesting thing for me was she would answer all them questions that I had asked with the same mm-hmm. answer that I had thought. I'm like, damn, maybe we was communicating. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. and like talking to your ancestors, it's probably the, it's the same process. And she was still here. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't have no physical, um, we wasn't physically close. You know what I mean? So that distance allowed me to exercise maybe that type of communication. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't prove it. None of that mm-hmm. shit. Maybe it's all just a coincidence. But maybe it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? So you still try to exercise that level of communication, not only with, you know, people who are no longer here, but with people who are here that you might not have, you know, a physical close, uh, you're not in close proximity to, you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. and for me, like sometimes you be tapping in, sometimes you tap in and be like, okay. And it might give you the answers that you're looking for. Right, right. Again, I ain't no expert, and I ain't out here talking no. about I'm a, I'm some type of nothing. I'm just telling mm-hmm. from my own little experience. Mm-hmm. No, you know, I was about to say that uh, the week before last, I think, I went out, and I, I guess I did a cemetery tour, not intentionally, but <laughs> I was, you must you know, have I mean, ride I was, through these New York Queens. No, 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 I wasn't going on the Jackie Robinson. No, 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 I was, um, I was up, I was going over, I went to go see my man, well, I was just driving, and I was like, you know, I'm close enough, went to go see my man Tones, uh, his gravesite, Mm -hmm. and then I was uh, not too far from my mom's gravesite, so like, I hit both of them, just in the same day, just hit both of them, and you know, just, you know, spoke to them. In that moment, you know, and it was, it's, it's interesting because 15 years ago, I probably would have found that a little silly, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
But, um, you know, as of late, to your point, like, I'll, I'll have that conversation. You know what I'm saying? And I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not like, uh, necessarily anticipating a response or a quick response. You know, I always used to, I don't want to say look at people sideways or maybe it was a little bit of envy when people would say, yeah, you know, I talked to my such and such last night and they told me this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's how you interpret it, right? But in that moment, just to kind of maybe get things off your chest. And I, there was other there was other family members there, too, that to, also, and not exactly where you're at, but there might have been family members that I wasn't the coolest with. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to that. Like, and it wasn't... <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to front. <laughs> no, I wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't abrasive. It wasn't no nah, beef. No but it was just full transparency. Like, listen, fam, I'm not going to come here and be fronting like when, you know, he was around. We wasn't, you know, getting into things. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I'm be like, I'm going I'm to I'm acknowledge all of that. I'm not going to be fronting, and, you know, the elephant in the room, elephant in the cemetery. Nah. Hey, you showed up. You showed up. And you and your mom in the visiting room, and they popped out, heard you was there. I heard Damien was right, around. Right, right, right. What's happening? Uh-huh. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, you kid, look at this. You know what I mean? That's why you got to do the whole who all there situation, <laughs> right. you know? So, but, um, you know, it just felt. It felt like you kind of unburdened yourself. Similar, like if you, if you're religious and you believe in a higher power, whatever you, you know, whatever you assign to that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. just putting that out there, just speaking to what's on your mind, what you're going through, whatever, whatever. It just helps to kind of release it into the ether, mm-hmm. and maybe you may get some information back or you may, um, you know, uh, basically, uh, what's, I can't think of the word, but you know, you might, um, deduce certain cues from the universe as an answer or, oh, wow, I didn't even think of that or da 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 or something is processed in the way of, I think that might have been, you know, I think that might have been a message type mm-hmm. thing. But even, even not even on, and and not to be beholden to the the response, but just the uh, the putting it out there, the picking right. up the phone per se. You know what I'm saying? Right. To connect it with somebody, you know. Um, the awareness, and, the awareness of that, you don't have the answer, and you putting it out in the, in the universe, as they would say. That you need right. an answer to something that you don't have the answer to. Again, right. you know what I'm saying? All this shit, none of this shit new. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and um, principles, you know what I mean? We might have new things, but none of this shit is new in principle. Because everything right. that's here took everything in the ground to make. You know what I'm saying? All this shit was uh-huh. here. You know what I'm saying? Some shit might have fell out of the sky, but you know, most of this shit was already here <laughs> to build right. all this shit that we see. So, right. Right. You know what I mean? To put out there the the awareness to say, you know what? I need a solution to a problem that I don't have necessarily the solution to and just put it out there. And then you might, you know, your subconscious will go to work. You know what I'm saying? Your spirit will go to work. And then some way, somehow you come up with some solutions. It's just when you don't, when you don't feel like there is no way you can come up with a solution. There's no way for you to gather any more information than you have in your head is where you get stuck. 
and you feel like it's it's impossible, it's no longer worth it, what am I doing? You know? So yeah. the thing about it is it's people that's answering questions. It's it's right. it's the energy got information in it. You know what I mean? Every mm-hmm. it's information all around you. And you had to f- try to figure out how to tap into it, you know. But you know, a lot of times, you know, it, it you get flustered and you don't understand, and and you know, saying the the letters come in the mail, you know what I'm saying, and the capitalism take over, and I don't have this, and I don't have that, and I don't have enough. But it's more than enough out here, you know. And sometimes, right. you know, you get caught on one side or the other. You too far in your head in your spirit or you too far in your capitalism and living out here in this space in this time it takes balance you know it takes some type of little balance to figure it out and then if you feel like it's too much then you you could there's ways to take yourself off the grid enough to where you could balance in another kind of way so it's really the answer to all our problems, because all our problems have been created right here on this earth with the shit that we got. If I take my con- personal concept and expand it to the earth, yeah, nigga, we and you're not alone. Way out here. <laughs> no, nah, that's just it. This nigga, we out here. This, <laughs> this is like, fifty. I feel like nigga, I'm nah, floating nah. off the ground. Like nigga, what is you nah, talking? Nigga. Like oh, shit, let me. <laughs> Come back down. Spitting that shit. Hood healer. Where is we at? But uh yeah, nah, nah, nah. This is this is this is deep. Uh I don't know if it's metaphysical. I'm about to start using words that I don't typically use, so let me fall back. But uh you know what I mean, but uh yeah. This is this is all good shit. Let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. Um are you do you consider yourself a sentimental person? Hmm. Yeah, in ways, yes, you know what I'm saying, but in the ways that people expect sentiment to go, then no, you know what I'm saying, because it's like some sometimes sentimental means that you are celebrating the things and you getting in this gifts and it's you know what I mean, and it's you know actually saying the words of oh my God, you know what I'm saying. This is the da 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 da, and this is a moment, and let's do this and go. Like when it comes to that, I don't, I don't really exercise it like that. You know what I'm saying? But I do, I do look back and recognize the the different patterns and signs, and and it's like, you know, just like Muhammad Holiday. You know what I mean? To put that together, it takes sentiment to be like, okay, that, and then that date means something. That's the day that. I got my foot in the door. And that's also the day a year later that my son was born. And also the day four years after that, my other son was born. So something got to be going on with that date. And that date is sentimental to me. You know what I mean? But, you know, if I was a sentimental person, then I would, you know, go, go live every year on that date and do a whole, you know, chart and a post and, you know what I'm saying? But, I ain't like I, I I it's in my heart and I keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? And I have a lot of things like that. You know what I'm saying? That that you don't necessarily talk about, but you have made all these. Okay, bam! Look at how that worked. That worked out, dope. But that's just in my heart. That's in that's something I know. That probably if I don't write it down or say nothing, 
it'll just go into the ancestry file with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and and it won't ever be said, and people won't be able to say, nah, he really loved when da 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 You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. is that is or is that not important? I don't know. Yeah. I hear that. I think, um, I think with me, I think that, uh, I gotta, I'm trying to, uh, I could be sentimental, but sometimes it's like, you could use sentiment, sentimentality as a excuse for not letting go of certain shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between sentimentality and gratitude, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. You could be grateful for certain things that have happened, that are happening in that moment or whatever, mm-hmm. but you don't always have to hold on to it, you know? Right. Like right. in the in the very in the very physical sense, mm-hmm. you know how I joke that I'm a hoarder. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? A lot of times our, our whole attachment to shit is because of whatever sentimentality that I've created around it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't get rid of this. I had this when I did this. Like, <laughs> da, 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 da. Right, and right, it's right. kind of like you created that narrative. You could uncreate <laughs> that shit. And it's really, it's not serving anybody. Right. You know? And, um, you know, so I was just, I was just curious. I wanted to. Uh, not in that sense, then, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, I have sentimentality for that, you know, probably she just get thrown out. Right. Right. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. But you know, sometimes it helps you remember some things. But you know, some, yeah. some again, a lot of that could be just you know, you know, just something you made up. But then also, there's like you know the thing where there was no like I had no p- pictures from my childhood, maybe three or four pictures that I know of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which makes you be like, you know what I'm saying? Damn, I wish I had some pictures of the shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, Which right, means right, right. like the shit that you do have now is like, shit, I'm going to keep these shits because, you know. Right, right, yeah. But again, that's just some shit you made up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a childhood. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you, you remember, remember that shit. Now. <laughs> right, yeah. And that's all that really matters. Talk about there. that. You go exactly. record it on the podcast or something. You know, right. A lot right. of my stories on here. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, you know. ain't that crazy? Oh, look, is this building a legend? <laughs> the, uh, uh, archive. Uh, shit, man. We done talked about a lot of different things, man. You know, we look back, we look forward, celebrating this moment, you know. Uh, do you want to, we can cut it here, but do you want to talk about the last episode of Raising Canaan. I don't want to spoil this whole situation. It's been a, nah, a good nah, ass talk. Nah, we can man. Talk about that too. You know, the, just it's a lot of people who turn us off after we once we start talking about spoiling. You know what I'm saying? The oh, show. Oh, right, so, right, 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 right. Probably right, is a good so. point to transition into Raising Canaan. You know what I'm saying? There you go. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. And uh, sorry about that if we've been spoiling it. I'm going, you know, I hate that you have to opt out like that. But, <laughs> but do, we always do it at the end, so. Right. We do wait to the end and then listen. Again, it's an archive. So if you want somebody to, to go over these episodes with after you start getting into them, we always here. So uh, this was the finale. 
What did you think? Let's get into it. Let's talk about it, man. Oh, man. Um, It wasn't as much action as I thought it was, would be. Uh-huh. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh, I liked it. I think it was a you know solid storytelling. I think mm-hmm. this particular show is more of a writer's show than, you know what I'm saying, than a let's just pull out some tricks and, you know what I'm saying, and keep everybody, yeah. you know, excited, you know, they they really uh, you could tell they they're they're putting their efforts in in writing a dope script and and um, creating a storyline that can hold people, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know they they they're plotting their legacy. You know what I'm saying? They want this show to go five six seasons, so you know they don't give you certain things and right out the rip. They set it up the whole first season. And the dude name who I was talking about the other week that you know. Uh, gave Canning them the game. His name was Breeze. Okay. okay. Yeah, Breeze. So they didn't introduce you to Breeze, Ghost, or Tommy in this first season at all. And to right. your point, you appreciated that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like it gives it, it some legs. Yeah, it gives mm-hmm. it some legs. So, you know, I wasn't mad that it wasn't a lot of action. I just expected, you know, more to happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, the setup with, um, with Unique. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it was a you know thoroughly set up. You know what I'm saying? He got it just it wasn't no action to it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the plan went as 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 planned and and it was no real action. Like, oh shit was the the climb the climax of the of the situation was oh shit, they got me. You know? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, that was it. Cuffs. Like, you know, like Cuffs cartoon foiled. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Damn, yep. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh-huh. You know, um, for the way that it end with Rock as the mad, you know, evil genius, you know what I'm saying, plotting it all out, you know, in the end, standing over New York, over Queens in the project penthouse, you know what I'm saying? That was a worthy moment. It just felt like it could have been one more thing that kind of solidified that position. Like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like all of her things was like, you know, sneaky little slick shit that she did. It was like, you know, it wasn't an action point that kind of brought it home, which you kind of be used to when you when you're watching these kind of shows. You're used to it being an action point that brings it all home. But in here, it was it's a more cerebral approach to how they writing this show. And on one hand, we always say we need shows like that. We need you know what I'm saying the diversity in thinking and thought process in these kind of shows. And they did it. You know what I'm saying. So I ain't mad that it wasn't a lot of action. I just expected more action. Yeah, I agree. I like that um that designation when he says it's more of a writer show than an action show, because that's a, that's a great way to put it together. I mean, this season I want to say was written by Sasha Penn mm-hmm. as opposed to Courtney Kemp, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Courtney's kind of been helming all of them since the beginning, and it's good for her to to you know to get a break. She's still writing a bunch of books. So, right. um, you know, it was an interesting. She ain't, she ain't getting no break. <laughs> she, she, well, created, she, getting, she created a power universe, nigga. 
No, 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 no. But I'm saying at least she could take off this installment because mm-hmm. I right. know she's probably still working, writing book two again. Book three, I think, is the Tommy book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so those are coming very soon. So in the meantime, all right, we got Sasha in the bullpen, and it kind of similar like to the Marvel Universe, right? Because mm-hmm. I kind of like that they call it the Power Universe. They setting up something, you know, mm-hmm. similar to the Marvel Universe. You know, there are various directors that mm-hmm. that take on titles. So it's this director over here that, you know, they might have been an indie movie director. They might have done, you know, the director, I forget her name, Chloe, the one that did Minari. She's mm-hmm. doing a Marvel movie or whomever. You know what I mean? Like it gets John Favreau, you know, like all of these different perspectives. So they're doing it on the, on the writing tip, and I'm sure on the directing tip too. So that was kind of interesting because... It was definitely different from some of the other powers, from the mm-hmm. other powers in the way that it was way less unbelievable, you know? Right. Like, it was definitely, there was action, but it was, the action was a lot more grounded. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, Fast and the Furious type mm-hmm. shit where, you know, Tommy is driving this car through and boom, blows up, you know, it walks away clean, you know, none of that type of shit was really going. There's a couple moments with that, Marvin. Mm-hmm. Marvin did get in a few driving shootouts, you yeah. know. But um, I think what it did very well, especially for its first, you know, season, it set up the ca- or the characters really well. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a stake pretty much in almost every character to some degree. You know, obviously we fuck it with Rocky. We fuck it with Kanan. You feel how you feel about Kanan, you know, all the way down to Symphony and Famous. You know, what I mean, it was interesting to have Famous in the last episode just, you know, popping but goofy as shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but kind of. Like, he was goofy with it, but it was like he was excited to hear his record on the radio and whatever, whatever. And you just seen where his world was at. Whereas mm-hmm. when you juxtapose it to Jukebox Kanan, they dealing with deeper shit. And that whole little monologue that Jukebox said was like, of course you on some dumb shit. Because you don't know what the fuck you doing. <laughs> you're supposed to know what you're doing. You put in a situation for grown folks, but you're still a kid. Like mm-hmm. she, like she, she hit him with as your sister would say, a sermonette. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she, she came through with some shit. Like and it right. was like he was like, damn, jukebox been killing it this season. You know right. what I'm saying? So there's that. You know, Symphony came back. You know what I mean? Right. They ain't getting rid of him. Um, Marvin got caught up the whole. The damn, you know, the the what you call it, the the loose strings with right. with Tony, that whole thing kind of flared up, you know, unique, you know, like it was just mm-hmm. everybody's thing kind of played out in a certain way to where like, all right, I, I'm I'm invested. So when we right. come back with season two, there's at least a, a little bit of emotional stake in everybody. Howard. We don't know what Howard said. I'm if he did he did he get out the shit and just pointed the finger. It was Kanan, or did he like <laughs> still is he still trying to leverage some platelets? Yeah, is he still like you know what? Let me <laughs> yeah, let me make sure I could do this. Let me just say something else so I can get you know I can get a sit down. I can't get really get a sit chance. down if I got right, right. Oh, exactly. So you know that was cool. Um, now 
Well, last thing I was gonna okay. say, just on just to the last scene visually, mm-hmm. when you see Rocky on the roof of the projects, you know what I'm saying, with the shot coming up from below, looking at her, King of New York, it felt like some real like King of New York shit, like the mm-hmm. movie. You know what right. I mean? Like even just the the styling kind of, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just it had that vibe to it, but. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. What's she wore up? red. She wore red for the first time. Mostly always in black, but yeah. in this particular episode, she wore red. So I'm, I haven't figured out what that was about yet. But uh, shout out to Rob uh, Hardy who directed that episode and the premiere. So he directed, first, right? oh, yeah. bookend. Yeah, he yeah. did. You know what I mean? He, and he's he's done that a lot across power. Uh huh. Uh, uh-huh. So he was he was actually one of the executive producers on Raising Canaan, and so he oh. did. So he did the. Uh, pilot and he did the finale which means you know he probably got at a lot of the uh you know the look and feel mm-hmm. of how they was gonna do shit so shout out to rob on that you know what i'm saying yeah but um then I, I had a point that i was oh i was gonna go back to canaan and mm-hmm. and how he's fucking Tariq. You know what I'm saying? He's oh yeah, absolutely. He's a you know what I'm saying? He's like a spoiled ass child trying to live up to the family rep, <laughs> which mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Which made sense that why he you know what I'm saying he might actually did give a fuck about Tariq, which we kind of knew in the end in that last yeah. episode when Tariq had to set him up. He knew that Tariq don't know nothing about it, and it wasn't right. nothing he could do about it at that point. But you know, mm-hmm. he was gonna go out. So you know. To to watch him as a kid just be the spoiled brat trying to make his own way, fucking up all the way along the way, bumping his head, you know what I'm saying? Gonna end up killing jukebox. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dang, this right. nigga here. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even you know though what? you didn't look at him like that, but now he's mm-hmm. like, this nigga here is just <laughs> this nigga terrible. And it almost on some universe shit, it kind of makes me want to revisit at least those seasons where Kanan was real prevalent, mm-hmm. particularly the jukebox Kanan season right. and all of that. Like, curious right. if there's any, like, Easter eggs that they put in either side of it. Like, they, right. you know what I mean, kind of nod into, you know what I mean, like the uh, the previous or the latter, uh, you know, uh, episodes and shit like that. So I might, if I get the chance, check that out. Right. But and, shit, then, man, and, was, and then it's kind of yeah. like in one of those Kanan monologues the way he talks about Breeze. And he tells Tariq mm-hmm. about Breeze and how Breeze loved Jeopardy and and um, Ghost. Mm. Ghost, he, I guess he was supposed to kill him, but then Ghost ended up, he couldn't kill him and Ghost killed him or some shit like mm-hmm. that. So right. that's what is fueling the Symphony is Breeze theory. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because right, right, right. look, if you look at it, you know what I'm saying? Kane and trust him. You know what I'm saying? Now they're in a position where Kanan has to really depend on this nigga for real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And what if Symphony turns out to be, you know what I'm saying, the owner of the club and not the bartender? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. And which lines up with, you know, Ghost Breeze. and Tommy and all them learning the game from Breeze, which may right. have influenced Ghost to want a nightclub, even though his pops had a nightclub too. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he might have just been surrounded by that imagery from guys he looked up to. Um, And it also makes sense in a way where if 50, I mean, Kanan said he couldn't kill Breeze and Ghost did it, it makes sense that 
Kanan may have that that personal affinity towards uh, Symphony or Breeze or whatever, where it's like, man, I can't right. kill this man. Nah, this man saved me in many occasions. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, Damn near his father on a certain level, or at least right. by proxy, a father figure. Right, yeah. right. So, which makes sense that he may be able to teach him game and all that shit if that turns out to be the case. Another theory right. is that Scrappy may be Breeze, but he already got a nickname, mm. so... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's weird for a nigga to have two nicknames. <laughs> right. Scrappy and Breeze. And it don't look like it was a Breeze for Scrappy. No. Nah. So I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. It was tough. But speaking of uh, uh, black man vulnerable moments, that little double back to the car, like, hey, Scrappy, I just want to say, right. uh, I fucked up. You a real one. I, you know what I mean? I just want to let you know. After the fact, after right. all of this shit, I'm you know I fucked it all up, and I, I you know I, I couldn't I couldn't see it before, but I just want you to know you a real one. That was funny, and then uh, Marvin when he was like, "Yeah, I, this is some shit that you need two eyes to do. You need some peripheral." <laughs> I was like, "I think it's a dickhead." Uh, but that's how that shit this, be though, man. That's that's yeah, what's that so you got, funny. Yeah. It's always mm-hmm. niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas ain't got no real. Sympathy about the shit. You know what I'm saying? He got yeah. his whole eye pulled out. It's like Cameron. Mm-hmm. Nigga, pull up the skirt, B. Niggas get shot every day, B. You know right, right. You'll be <laughs> Still out here. You, you still in the game. You still in play. Right. You still get these jokes. Yeah, nigga. Yeah. Shit, you don't need two hours for everything, B. Pull your skirt right, up. Right. <laughs> um, last thought, though. I'm curious, and then it kind of may even support the sympathy, uh, symphony as Breeze situation, but... The last thought was 50's final monologue mm-hmm. when they're looking up at Rocky and they like, you know, he like, you can't, you can't trust nobody, not even your mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, we've said it. Rocky is a diabolical mastermind. Mm-hmm. You know, like she, I want to say she said this. I feel like it was her. I heard somebody say, you know, there's sight and then there's vision. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some people can't really see but so far, whereas others, they see 10 moves ahead. I know she right. made some allusion to that when she was yeah, even talking to Lulu. she told Marvin that shit. Marlon knows yeah, she, she told one of them. Right. She, was, she might have told both of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. you know, she definitely asserts her position as the overlord of all of this shit. You know what I mean? I know you, my older brother, we used to look up to you. You know, you took a turn, and, you know, I know you a great soldier. You my brother, too. But listen, I got this. I know what I'm doing. You know, even when it don't look like I know what I'm doing, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So as things started to fall in place, you know, obviously Marvin caught a bad one, and we'll see what happens with that. But, like, you know, the jacket made it on the hanger, incriminating unique. So that tied up nicely. Mm -hmm. Um, Last minute, got to, you know, make a Hail Mary to Symphony. He's still in play. Come get, you know, come get uh, Kanan up out of there. Get him to, you know, to Maryland. We need to get him out of here. Mm-hmm. That still came in play. But it makes you think, even if Symphony couldn't have made it and Marvin got detained, if it played out to where Kanan had to take the fall, was she prepared for that in some way? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I thought about the prior episode when she was like, you know what? I've been lying to you. 
You know what I mean? I've been treating you differently. You know, you in this game. You've been in this game. You know, I see you as my son and all of that. But, you know, things got to change. I mean, she took the clip and, you know, she took the clip and all of that out and unloaded the gun. But mm -hmm. she definitely put the gun to his head. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that was like a, you know, anointing, indoctrination. Like, you have been christened mm -hmm. in the game. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and that means you on the board, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm not trying to fall. And God forbid, I would hate I would hate that it had to be you. And then even to have her set him up to kill his father. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I'm curious to see how that's going to play out or whatever. But, um, it, it's, you know, yeah. it opens up. It opens up at least a crack, the storyline of possible distrust or possible, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a problem here. It could be a problem here. It's not, it wasn't all, it wasn't all pat. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It wasn't a tight little bow. Right. You know. Which so. which probably speaks to another thing where, you know, where Kanan and his, you know, dislike of ghosts philosophically, you know what I'm saying? You know, I guess they was men, you know what I'm saying, rolling together growing up. Right. But but right. he had a philosophical dislike of of ghosts because ghosts ain't really give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Ghosts is more like right. Rocky. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, So he right. probably was like, you know what I'm saying, I done seen this story before, man, this nigga here. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's probably why he was schooling Tariq the way he was against his pops because we thought it was just, you know, for his sheer hate. Of ghosts, right? But right. it's a lot of um, you know, mama stuff that went that probably went into that. Now seeing it from the backstory, yeah, you no. Know? Yeah. So, Deep. I mean, I, I, we you know, it's good good black content. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Um, uh -huh. I guess you know, next week we can catch up on the BMF. I did check out that that uh, yeah. premiere. Um, but okay. we, we catch up on that one as we see I see another episode. And then we. We'll download. Okay. All right. Yeah, we could do that. We could do yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely watch that shit too. Yeah, that's they keeping it going. Yeah. You know, fifty is fifty is fucking feeding the market. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? So there it go, man. Well shit, man. Any closing thoughts? Thing you want to say before we get out of here? Man, I feel like I done you know what I'm saying, empty my soul on here already. There you go. <laughs> Appreciate y'all, man. I'll see y'all next week. There it is. Until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. <laughs>